ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. Good morning, everyone. Black Bookers for Monday, the 22nd of January. I'm going to suggest three horses that won over the past week can win again at their next start. So it's a pretty bold statement, but uh, let's go through them. This is out of South East Queensland, of course. We'll go back to the the Dooman meeting on Wednesday. We raced on a soft seven track. I was most uh, impressed with the performance of Belvedere Boys in the second race. We were talking with Ian Corazol earlier on Press Room about Matt Dunn. The stable is going really, really well, and this is another one that he's got who um, I'm sure is going to have a, a, an excellent campaign. Last campaign, he only had the three starts. He debuted at Grafton during their carnival and ran second. Then he was most impressive in a maid win at Doom, and he came from the back of the bus right down the outside. And then he was beaten at Ipswich and was sent for a break. Matt uh, returned him to the racetrack on Wednesday for the start of his summer campaign. He was in a Class 1, 1,200, so it wasn't a hard assignment. But there was a lot to like about the win because he was back in the second half of the field in what was a moderately run race. They ran the first 600 metres in 37.3. Now, for a 1,200-metre race, it's going to be mighty difficult for the backmarkers to get into the race when they're running such easy sections up front. But not only did he get into the race, but he won running away. And his own sectional breakdown, I think, illustrates the impressiveness of the performance. 33.25, 21.95. Don't often see them break 22 and home at 11.25. So he's only had the four starts for two wins. He looks an ideal highway horse. And I've got to say that I've seen horses of Matt Dunn's stable win highways that have lesser ability than Belvedere boys. So I'd suggest he's well worth following next start. It may well be in Sydney. A little later in the program, Marcus Wilson produced uh, the maiden winner, Captain Finkel. He looked good. Now, look, nothing strong about the opposition, nothing flash about the time. But visually, he was very good. He's a three-year-old by Kermadec. And uh, Marcus started him off in a 1,200-metre maiden at Ipswich, where he ran well. He was well fancied on Wednesday, like uh, Belvedere Boys. He was ridden by Jimmy Orman. He had the perfect barrier. He had all the right, right luck in the run. But I like the way he went away from his opposition late. Now, he's bred to get further. And I would suggest next time out, that was 13.50, that race. We'll see Captain Finkel at 1,400, certainly, or even a mile. He's a progressive horse. I'm sure he'll, he'll be very hard to beat in a Class 1 next time he steps out. And, continue, and to continue our trend of black booking winners, Tony Gollan's mare, Blue Spinell, was particularly good first up in the benchmark 68 at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Again, everything was made to order for her. She's got a good fresh record. She had a good barrier. And the map was right for her. Plenty of speed. And it panned out exactly the way most thought for favourite backers. She was able to just sit off the pace, present at the right time. But like Captain Finkel and also Belvedere Boys, her work late was impressive, visually impressive. She was a 71 rater going to that race, so she'll go to a 75. Gollum's an astute uh, uh, programmer of his uh, horses. He places them very well. And she's the sort of mare, she's uh, around at the right time with the carnival over. This is the time to strike. She struck there on Saturday. I think she'll be striking again next time she races Blue Spinel. And I'd also suggest that during that break between her winter campaign and uh, this summer campaign, she's taken a decent step forward as well. So we'll stay on the trail of those three. They were winners, but uh, not too late to jump on the bus. Belvedere Boys, Captain Finkel and Blue Spinel. We turn our attention to Greyhound Racing. Now, Jared Daffy is with us here on Black Bookers. Morning, Jared. Morning, David. You've got a couple to follow out of the Ipswich card on Saturday night. 
Yes, the reason for this is uh, we had eight heats of the Vince Curry, the Maiden Series there on Saturday night. We'll have the semis next week and, and the final the week after. But there's always... They hang on to them here and you always spot a, a good youngster coming through the ranks and, uh, you know, well worth following going forward. And there's a couple of the heat winners there that were pretty impressive. Uh, comedy act uh, for Mick Johnson. Had three starts uh, going back a while, the first two starts. It's by Cosmic Chief and you don't see many of these around. Uh, it was having its first run over the 5.20. It went pretty quick early, 5.33 and overall 30.50, which was the best of the heats. And the other one, uh, and it landed a bit of a plunge in winning, was called Barefoot Dave. It had the green rug for John Thompson. It's by Seneke, uh, a first starter. And uh, found a little bit of strife early, but won in 30.58. And as I said, they'll go around in the semis next Saturday night, but be no surprise to see either Raw or both in the final. You had a look at the annual pug videos from Thursday. Have we come up with one there? Yes. Now, Adana Rico just wins for fun there every week. It's only been beaten a couple of times since uh, it moved across from Victoria. But Victor Marley ran against it on Thursday night. Adana Rico led and Victor Marley, Marley sat on its back. Uh, from the blue box and only just went down. It went down a neck in 30-34. That time uh, was really, really good given the track was off. There wasn't many too, uh, too many broke 31 there that night. It's racing well and I think it's getting to the stage now where Adana Rico might well um, fall victim of Victor Marley in the coming weeks. We'll stay on the trail of Victor Marley. There's one out of Hobart. Haven't uh, had one from Hobart for a while but they had the heats of the Maiden Thousand there on Thursday night and again a pretty heavy track uh, 27 was the benchmark but Ted Medhurst, surprise surprise had one go round called Dealer um, it, it had had a couple of starts but putting it all together now it's an Aussie infrared it ran 26.19 the next best was 26.51 one that they flew across from Melbourne to contest that and then we went out to 26.70 27 was better after that so no surprise Medhurst has got a really good dog it'll go around in the final Thursday night and rest assured looks the winner okay that's dealer and a couple out of Melbourne back to Sandown last Thursday night Mapunga Luna uh, for Jeff Britton, it's got whips of pace, this one. 22 starts, now five wins. But it's really run into some form. It's won three of its last four. 5.03 early, 29.48. Like them when they're leaders. And Geelong Friday night, uh, Daniel Gibbons produced one. It's only had six starts now for two wins called Shaw's Luck. It had box four. It's got plenty of pace, this one. Uh, around 25.87, so I suppose we'll we'll see it in town soon enough, but a pretty good pup there, Shaw's Luck. Shaw's Luck. Thanks, Jared. Oh, just a reminder, David, Thursday yeah. night, if you want to have a look at the best of the best, uh, we've got heats of the gold bullion, the Group 1, the finals on the week after, but those heats will be on Thursday night at Albion Park. Good to hear. There is Jared Daffy with us. Nick Burney, racing analyst from Racing New South Wales, is up next on Black Boogers. Morning, Nick. Good morning, David. How are you this morning? Well, thank you. We're looking back at Rose Hill. We started with a soft five. We went to a good four after about three races. Your first black booker is one that James Mack rode. James McDonald. He rode a treble, but he missed out on this one, a horse called Gently Rolled, who was the $3.40 favourite. Tell us about the run. Yeah, firstly on the race, I just want to follow majority of the runners coming out of this uh, event and give them more bonuses because this race rated extremely well against the day. They ran faster time than the benchmark 88 in the following race. But on Gently Rolled, uh, did start 5-2 to two favourite. And it was pretty rock solid in the betting. And look, had every chance, got the good run through and was run to suit. But 
I just really like how it wanted to knuckle down late there. One of the fastest 400s of the entire meeting. I think there's definitely improvement to come. 1,200 again next time in this grade wouldn't worry me, but up in distance would be a major plus. But I think this is a horse out of the whole entire meeting that I want to back next start. That's gently rolled. Now, later in the day, Claim the Crown for Annabelle Nisham was resuming in race eight. Was set out a $31 chance, but you're suggesting we stay on his trail this campaign. Yeah, I didn't really know what to make of his um, prep there last campaign, but he's had the 217 days off, so uh, maybe he's just acclimatised that little bit more because he is an import, and just that first up run on Saturday, so it wasn't suited to the race shape, and just started to build through his gears, and then you watch in the stewards' vision, he's just checked and blocked the majority of the straight, but once he finally gets out, Josh Parr just gets him going, and he hits the line really strongly. He was very strong through it as well, so I think just up in distance, and second up, um, a couple of preps ago. Well, her, his record really second up is very strong. So he's had the three goes for two wins. Um, so I'm just going to have something on claim the crown probably next start. Um, over more ground would probably be a big tick as well. But yeah, don't know what to make of it last prep, but maybe he's back. You're a bit like me. You don't mind black booking winners. Uh, I see nothing wrong with it. In fact, this morning I've nominated three that won at their last start that can win again next start. And I think you're all on the same line here with our Kobe son who was a popular winner of the ninth race, being an odds-on favourite. Yeah, well, this is horse who's just backed off the map. I can't believe how short it started. So it was a lot of confidence in the market there. And I thought its return was very brave. It was three wide. But then it just came out on Saturday and just went bang. I know it had every chance, but it accelerated hard. How it got through the right, a line. He wasn't ridden out on the end. McDonald, um, yeah, just was pretty easy on it late. So I think there's still a bit to come from this horse. Clearly come back... Um, uh, returned better this preparation. So career peak figure there on Saturday. And look, I thought maybe it was a 900 metre thousand type going back to its profile, but from everything going off its sectionals and the way how it hit the line, I think it could get definitely get further. So I think one that we have to keep following, our Kobe son. Our Kobe son. Good work. Thanks, Nick. <coughs> Thanks, David. Nick Burney nominating gently rolled claim the crown and oak, our Kobe son for the Black Book out of the Rose Hill Gardens meeting. Let's turn our attention to Gawler. They race on a good track there in SA. Ben Scadden is back with us once again. Ben, good morning. Yes, morning again, David. Uh, Wild Willie in race three, a horse that's trained out of the southeast. A $13 chance was runner-up to second to none, who's certainly in form at the moment. Tell us about Wild Willie's run. Yeah, you're right about second to none. The horse racing really well. But I think um, on Saturday, I think Jamie Offerman has been training Wild Willie for, for just under a year now. Took him over from Lee Creek. Um, might have found the secret to him. They dropped him out at the back. And he finished off really, really strongly while Willie. He's a horse who has raced on the pace quite often in the past um, and maybe brought himself undone. But I think that, that style of him being able to settle back and finish off is maybe the best way to ride him. Um, at Gawler, it was tough to do that on Saturday. It was hard to make ground, but he, uh, he did a really good job to be beaten a length and a half by, as you said, the informed second to none. And... Um, yeah, I think maybe they've just finally sorted him out. He's a, he's a horse with ability, no doubt, Wild Willie. Wild Willie. Now, your next one to follow is was also a double figure. a $21 chance called El Salto in race five. This was the race Rockstar Megzi won. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be it's going to be a really strong form race, that race. And, uh, you know, it was a very small field. And El Salto ran fourth of six, so you think on paper that doesn't look too flash. It's only had the three runs for Garrett Lynch, formerly with Brent Stanley racing in Victoria. Um... I think what we saw on Saturday shows that um, Garrett's 
working this horse out and he's starting to, uh, to settle into, into Garrett's training program. I thought he did a really good job on Saturday. He kind of ducked in a little bit and, um, yeah, it was only been a length and a half behind Rockstar Megzi. Jackson I second, pressed down third. So three very nice horses ahead of him. Um, he's a 71 Raider, so look, he's not going to jump into any super soft races. But I think um, what we saw on Saturday suggests that he can be very competitive in similar fields moving forward. Reckon they've sorted him out. If he ran straight on Saturday, I think he could have um, could have at least nabbed, nabbed third and maybe finished even uh, even close to the winner, Rockstar Megzi. That's El Salto. We go to race seven, and the black booker here is Toast the Deal. Yeah, look, she uh, she's trying to get a really purple patch of form for Will Clark and Nicky O'Shea last prep, and I think on on Saturday we uh, we saw that she's she's absolutely back in back in good form again. She I mean she was a Gawler winner um, back on January six, and then two weeks later went back there and thought she did, she did a really good job again. She raced against the pattern. She got a long way back. Made, made really, really good ground late. Um, she's got a nice record, 13 starts for three wins, six placings. Um, she's, a, she's a nice quality mare. She's not a star, um, but, you know, over 1,200, maybe even up to 1,400 metres, I, I expect she'll just... She'll win more races this preparation, no doubt. She just needs um, needs the race pattern to suit her, where she doesn't have to get too far back. Um, if there's a little bit of pace on, then she'll be finishing over the top of them, I would expect Toast the Deal. That's Toast the Deal, and Fan Malia resumed... Over an unsuitable distance on Saturday, but you like the run? Yeah, I thought it was a really nice run for uh, for Sandy Brennan. Sandy's had this horse for uh, for uh, around about a eight or nine starts now. She's won a race with her Balaclava. Um, he's first up on on Saturday, and I thought he did a really good job behind San Lucido. He um, he uh, you know he was back and he finished off really nice. He's only a sixty-two rider as well, and. Um, He's got a pretty good record second up too. He's five five times second up for two wins. Um, so next time we see him, will be a second up start. And I think what we saw on Saturday suggests that Sandy Brennan, Brennan's got him in, in really good shape and he can be um, very competitive in similar races moving forward. That's Van Malia. And an important uh, stat as well has won twice second up, so that's worth keeping in mind. Good on you, Ben. No doubt. Thanks, David. Cheers. Ben Scadden joining us this morning. Nominating Wild Willie, El Salto, Toast the Deal and Van Malia for the Black Bull. Colin McNiff, as we go to him now, Colin, Launceston last Wednesday night, Fiorente de Legend was runner-up in the first race. You're suggesting we follow. Only a uh, second start for this three-year-old filly trained by John Luttrell. Uh, held up on the home turn, had a check it part in the last few hundred metres and honestly, with an ounce of luck, she would have won that race for Red A to Legend. John did have her entered uh, yesterday, in fact, in the 1,000 guineas, but scratched. Uh, he's obviously got a bit of an opinion of this filly. She's going places. She's beautifully bred. She's got a beautiful galloping action. As I say, it was a huge improvement from start one to start number two. And I think wherever she steps out next time, uh, she'll be very hard to beat. That's Fiorette de Legend. We touched on Love and Bev during press room, and you're going to mm. actually put it in the black book. I think so. Look, she won three in a row going into that race against Charlie Bucket on Wednesday night. It was a beautiful ride by Siggy Carr. She dictated the terms. was only a half-head in it at the finish. It was her first try at 1,600 metres. Uh, Love and Bev, three in a row, now runner-up in her past four starts. She'll be back in the winner's circle again soon. And another runner-up called Navy Street was in the last at Hobart yesterday, and it rounds out your black bookers. It does. It's had three runs now in Tasmania uh, for two wins and that second yesterday. Having its first try in Hobart, came from last around the home turn to finish runner-up, beaten a half length. It's trained by Glenn Stevenson. It, it was stepping up from 1,150 to 1,400 metres yesterday. Love the way it hit the line. This horse is going really well. It's in good form and will pay to follow. 
That's Navy Street. Thanks, for, Colin. No worries, David. Thank you. Colin McNiff joining us. Let's uh, now go to Darren Clayton back with us this morning. Darren, how are you? Yeah, well, thank you, David. How are you? Well, thanks. Uh, of course, Leap to Fame was in action at the Creek on Saturday night, a $1.05 favourite. No surprises there. And uh, rating 152.9 for the mile. Yeah, he did it pretty easily in the end once he got waved on by to the front. It was uh, times and margins, please, and really he wasn't, wasn't really extended. Uh, that second quarter, 31 and change, just uh, it was a nice little pipe opener ready for the upcoming Hunter Cup, which will be uh, on the 3rd of February, I think it is. Yeah, not too, not too far away. But let's uh, he's a bit too short for us to back. Let's concentrate on some horses to follow. And the first of your black bookers was in the second race, the Shannon Price trained Makara. Yeah, Drew Gate 7, this guy, um, eased across just to try to find position. It was a pretty solidly run race in front and uh, some good time recorded there. Makara, um, he found the running line... Um, He's run a pretty solid middle half and last half himself. His own uh, 800 to 400 split, oh, sorry, 1200 to 400 split was 56.64, and his last 855.28. That's off gate seven, easing across. He's drawn gate seven the last two weeks in a row now, so this guy's going well enough, just waiting for that improved gate, which we know makes all the difference. Certainly does, and speaking of tough gates, so extra had one in race seven, but did it tough and battled on well. He certainly did, and he did much better than I thought. I didn't really think that was his caper, the the roll the sleeve sort of work, but he did it well. Gate seven, he sat parked, um, he sat through throughout. It was a 58-6 first half, so it was always going to develop into a, a strong last 800. 27-4 down the back, and he was still there in for the fight. Just peaked at the closing stages, as you would expect after that tough run. Didn't race through December, so that was his second up run this season. So uh, you'd expect he'll take plenty of benefit from that. And importantly, the Gate 7 on Saturday night was as a result of an ODM embargo. He's now back into the main draw after that run, so we'll keep an eye on him. That's so extra. And your spot of one at, uh, at Fair Odds finished uh, down towards the tail. Tell us about what a roller's run. Yeah, another with a bad gate, gate six for this fellow. Um, he was taken back to fine position, and um, he's a horse that does have good early speed, so a favourable gate wouldn't bother him either, but uh, he was forced to cover plenty of ground, and out of the race, he's covered the most ground of the last mile. His um, figures showing he ran... Uh, 1,635 metres of the last mile, still managed to record the fastest last half and the fastest last 455.94.2706. So he's had a bit of a string of bad gates. He's drawn six all, all wider in four of his past seven starts. So stick with him. He's going well enough, just that gate. OK, what a roll-up. Thanks, Darren. Cheers, David. Thank you. Darren Clayton with the Harness Black Bookers. That is Black Bookers for Monday the 22nd of January. Like Press Room, I'll be away for the next few weeks, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of winners there for you. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye.